it is the end of another quarter. Quarter three has come and gone, and I am ready to update y'all on where we are on tracking million for the year. But September was way more than tracking million. I had to pay a ton of money to the federal government. I learned a lot. I grew a lot as a person. We launched SurfScale Store, and I had to fire my production team. You're not going to want to miss this month's income report. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, 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 y'all. I'm so excited to talk about September's income report. But before we dive on into that, I do want to spotlight one of our listeners. And this is from Miss Priscilla Green. Hey, Priscilla. She's a member of ServeScale Store. Adore her. And she has been on the podcast. So she gives us five stars and says, a genuine and honest resource. I have followed and listened to quite a few mentors, coaches, consultants, and none have been as genuine and honest as Brandy. She offers her listeners such great tips and resources in both business and mindset. She really is the real deal. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks, Priscilla, for that review and just showing up and listening every single week. Every single one of you who listens is the reason why this podcast continues on and on, and I so love doing it. And this episode is no different than any others. It will be genuine and honest. I'm talking about a lot of things today that I had to deal with in September, and I hope you can take something away from this. So it is September that, well, it's actually October as I'm recording this, but we're chatting about September's income report, and that marks the end of quarter three. Y'all, where has this year went? I cannot believe we are currently in quarter four and it's the last quarter. And some of you may be like, thank God, 2020 is almost over. I'm so ready for 2021. And some of you may be feeling like defeated that your goals haven't been met. And some of you may be like, this has been the best year ever. Wherever you're at, I want you to know this year's not over. And what you do this quarter is really what's going to set you up for success in 2021. So even though it has been a cluster F of a year, do not throw in the towel now. It's your chance to go, 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 and build up so much momentum for going into 2021. And maybe you just need a rest for the next three months and mentally and physically build up the strength to go into 2021 and have your best year ever. No matter where you're at, just don't throw in the towel. Everyone's success looks different and you define how you're going to in this year and what success looks like for you. Okay, so let's chat about some money and some things that happened. Now I'm gonna save all the numbers, figures, let you know where we're at with Million at the end of this episode. But I wanna chat first about some of the things that happened in September, those milestones and things that just were significant that made this month really different than most months. So first I wanna start us on a high note. And I'm going to sandwich these stories. So I want to start us on a high note. And we launched Serve Sore. And Serve Sore is probably my favorite program. 
I absolutely love my members. I love watching them grow. I love that they're all doing different services from OBMs to project managers, to Facebook ad managers, to social media, to, uh, um, we have graphic designers, web designers. It's just so cool seeing so many service providers come together, create relationships and just scale their business. So we launched that and we actually will not be opening the doors officially again until 2021, the summer. And so I was like, dang, this makes me kind of sad doing this live training for the last time for a while. And so what I love about Serve Seal Swords, the first program I ever launched, and it's definitely my favorite, but I love seeing all the ahas and wins that people get from the free training. It's a webinar. And there's three of them. They're all the exact same. And there's three of them. And every time we launch, we learn something new. And so the last launch y'all heard me talk about in my February income report was the last time we launched. And I talked about the troll. And this was right after my grandfather had passed away and all this stuff. Well, this time we came equipped to handle trolls. Like we were ready. So we changed some settings in Zoom and made sure if that happened again, we were ready to deal with it. And we 100% were. Of course, a troll showed up. It's just what happens. And we learned and we were able to kick them out very fast. And I'm so grateful for Janessa, who's on the team that helps with launch support and like everything. If you email us, that's who you're chatting with. And she kicked them out really quick, which is definitely always so helpful. And we were able to deal with that. And here's the thing. You're never going to make everyone happy. After this training where we had so many amazing women join, we had so many people who didn't join, but they shared their takeaways and how they were able to go and change their business just by one thing that they heard on the webinar. But we still ended up with a nasty email. And we don't get nasty emails very often, like never. It's like maybe twice this year we've received a nasty email. And it was so funny because so many people had said like, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for the resources. And then we get this one email that's like, you are what's wrong with the online space. Like all your teaching is fluff. I can't believe you kicked me out of the training, like blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay. I said, I sent an email back and I said, you know, we've had over 2,500 people go through this training. We've literally received two emails ever. And you're the second one complaining about the training being fluff. I'm not about doing fluff. And I'm sorry that that's what you took away from it. But here's what I know. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever received is never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. And so in this moment, I'm going to stick with that advice. And here's what I want you to do. Go out and scale your business and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. And I'm cheering you on along the way. Thanks so much, Brandy. And I have learned now that we're always going to have people that just don't like what we do. And I don't necessarily think it's about they don't like what we're doing. It's something that is inside of them, that maybe they're insecure about something. Maybe they're not where they want to be. Maybe it's 2020 and they're just having a rough year. And it has taken me 18 months, almost actually two years of having my business to realize that it's not about me. It is 100% about them and they're hurting. And so the last thing I want to do is send something back that hurts them. So I'm always cheering everyone on for success because I know that if they can just make one mindset shift, 
that success is inevitable for them. And I hope that they can learn to be successful without tearing other people down. And so I just want you to know if you've ever had someone that hates on a social media post that hates on your services, maybe you didn't get the results that they thought that they were going to get. Like they were just not results that you could even like get for them or, you know, some people are just like not friendly people. I just want you to know it's not you. Don't take what one person says to heart. So if you have one client complain about your services, but you have 10 clients that absolutely love you, don't take that to heart. It's not about you. It's about them. Now, if you have five clients and four of them are complaining, then it's time to like look and see what we could do better. But it's the same thing. So many people with their webinars would go and like change their webinar and everything because that one person said that it wasn't good. But instead, we look at the big picture and we say out of 2,500 people who have watched this training and only two people have complained, it's not us, it's them. So I want you to think about that. Don't take what one person says to heart. Really continue to do what you're doing. And in your gut, in your heart, you know it's the right thing. Keep doing it. Don't let that one person put you down. Okay, so we launched. We got some negative feedback. We moved on. And y'all, we didn't have our best launch ever. And I'll get into that. But we had our best conversion numbers ever. And so lead to sell. Some of you, this is, you're going to be like, Brandy, why are you talking this digital marketing jumbo to me? And I love this stuff. I geek out uh, over numbers. So lead to sale means how many people are in your launch list? So how many people signed up for your launch? And then how many people actually joined? And there's a percentage. A really good percentage for a launch is two to 4%. Like that means like you got it. You're doing really great. So if you have 100 people on your launch list, 2% join, I think that's two people, I think. So like two people. Okay, so we had a 10.5 conversion rate, lead to sale, which is bananas. We always have high, but 10.5, and I was so excited. I really think I went in knowing that this launch was the people who were gonna join were gonna join. And I was excited about the people who were gonna join. I was super excited about them. And I knew that we weren't gonna hit our goals based on leads and stuff, and I'll get into that. But I knew that the right people would be coming into the membership, and I was at 100% peace with that. And here's what I did. I showed up at a higher level than I've ever. I changed one thing in my webinar to talk about mindset. And then we did a live cast where we showcase our members, which I've done for convergence for clients. And it's probably my favorite thing I've ever done in my business is getting like 10 people all in the matter of two and a half hours on and tell their stories. It's so fun. We added that and I changed up some of the emails and I changed the sales page and we had numbers wise, like analytics, like lead to sale, our best launch ever with 10.5% and we welcomed 85 new members and it was so fun. I just had such a fun time with this launch and we didn't hit our revenue numbers that we had originally planned, but we way over met our numbers in terms of conversion from lead to sale. And I'm so grateful for all the new members and the right people have joined. Oh my gosh. The new members have just like been on fire. They're action takers. They're exactly who I want in my program. And so I'm so grateful for each and every single one of those members. And I am so grateful that by showcasing our members and making one big change to the sales page, we were able to raise those numbers. And truly that's one of the things that 
has helped us this year so much succeed is because we don't toss out things. We fix one thing at a time. And this is something that's very different than what most people teach. And I just want a little bit of growth each launch and I'm happy because that's where the magic happens with the little growth time after time. And this is something we have a new project coming out in December. And this is definitely something that I'm going to be talking about is how to make each launch bigger and better. Okay. So Surf Scale Store launch was amazing. I was super chill through the whole thing. I was so grateful. And the big problem we had was not getting enough leads, which leads me into my um, next thing that happened in September, which was the fact that I fired my production team. So since the end of May, I've been working with a production team where I've flown out to California. If you've seen some of my ads, they're very produced and I've been working with them. And there's some things that I, so I'm just going to be honest with y'all. They work with someone that I respect, someone that has amazing months, like definitely somewhere I would want to be in my business, but they're very, very expensive to work with. And I was talking to my bookkeeper and she was like, well, you have the money to do it. And for me, I was kind of like, dang, I would be working with the same production team as this other person. And that was exciting that I was in a place in my business where I could do that. And it was kind of an ego driven thing. And I hired them in the first experience, the first 24 hours, the onboarding was really rough. And y'all know that I've talked about multiple times and we'll link up the episode talking about creating a no like, and trust through onboardings that wow. And I teach this in serve scale store. And there was just a lot of issues like with contracts and all this stuff. And in my gut, I was like, this is a sign, Brandy. Like you should not be signing these. Like it's a sign you teach this stuff. And then I was like, well, I teach this stuff. And so maybe I'm being over critical because I expect such an excellence in onboarding. And so I just signed, I went ahead with it. And y'all, it was a rough start from like start to end of working together. I love the people. They were amazing people. But from a business standpoint, the numbers just weren't going very well. Our revenue from the time that they came on has not grown, but our ad spend and our profit margins have went down. Now I was at a 70% profit margin before them coming on. We're at about a 60% profit margin now. We would be lower if I hadn't had such a high profit margin before them coming. So that was a real concern to me, but I knew those numbers and I was able to take those numbers to them and be like, here's where we're at. And so I said, we'll get through the serve scale sore launch and then reevaluate. And we still had two months together. Well, after the serve scale sore launch, we did not hit the numbers that we needed to in terms of what the goals I gave them. And so I took that to them and was able to get out of my contract because, you know, they weren't holding up their side of the deal and getting the ROI. But here's one of the things that's really hard is when we don't know our numbers, when we're not looking at stats, it's hard to make decisions. No matter if it's letting that client go that drained you and maybe they're not paying you enough and you don't know, like if you're not looking at how much time you're spending on them compared to like what you're getting paid or how much time you could get back if you didn't have them and you don't know those numbers, it's hard to make decisions. If you're looking at it from a number standpoint and you can see like, oh man, like we're not 
Like if I let them go, I'd get 30 hours back and I could bring on another client that I work half the amount of time for and charge double, then it's a no brainer. We have to be looking at our numbers because business is numbers. It's relationships 100%, but it is numbers. And so I would encourage you before making decisions, look at your numbers. What are the stats? How much time can you get back? Are you profitable? Are you making money? These are all important things to look at. If you're launching a course or something, look at your stats. Don't get, like for me, I could say we didn't hit our revenue number, so I'm super upset, but instead I didn't. I knew exactly why we didn't because I knew our leads, but I also knew that we had a 10% conversion because of the few things that I made, and I got excited about that. So to me, it was a successful launch. And so it made taking those numbers to the team and letting them go and getting out of my contract early was so beneficial. But here's the thing also. I think one of the things that I learned is my voice got silenced working with this team. Now, I'm not going to say it's because of them or because of whatever. Like, everything came together and it just was not a great working relationship and my voice got silenced. And here's what I want you to know is female business owners, never, ever let your voice get silenced. And in this moment, this is the time where I looked at my husband and I said, a man will never silence my voice ever again. I know my people better than anyone else. Every single one of you that are listening, every single one of you that are in SurfSkillSort, every single one of you that are in conversions for clients, I know you because I spend time reading your surveys that we send out. I spend time reading the emails that you respond to us. I spend time reading the DMs you send me. I spend time in the Facebook group, seeing where you're struggling, seeing where I can help more. I know you and I've been you. And so I should never, ever let someone else have their voice speak for my community when I know y'all better than anyone else. And this was definitely a learning lesson that I will never be silenced again. And I hope that you never let someone silence your voice. You know what's best for your business. You know what's best for your home situation. You know what's best for your family. And never, ever be silenced. And always listen to your gut. Your intuition knows. And when we listen to our gut and we're never silenced by someone else, we can only take responsibility for our own mistakes, our own learning lessons, our own decisions then. And I know that over the last working with this team, I let myself be silenced and that's not okay. And that is 100% on me, but it was a learning lesson. It was a humbling experience. And I'm so grateful for this experience because one thing it showed me is I know what I'm doing. I know business. I know launches. I know my people because I love my people. And I have everything that it takes to have a successful business I don't need to hire some super expensive team or run some highly produced ads or anything like that because what I do matters and I don't need all the fancy bells and whistles to make it happen. And you don't need all the fancy bells and whistles to scale your business. You know what you're doing and you just have to listen to your gut. 
So that was definitely a big learning lesson for me this month. And I'm so grateful for that very expensive learning lesson, but I'm glad I could learn it. So hopefully you don't make the same mistakes and I'm not bashing the production company. It just wasn't a good fit for me. They do amazing work for other people. And so I just want us all to know that you don't need all the fancy bells and whistles and never let yourself be silenced. Okay. So Last thing is we went to, after the launch, we went to Virginia to visit our family because we didn't think that we would be coming up for Thanksgiving or Christmas. So this was like our chance before things got crazy with business to go up and visit our family. And so my husband and I were sitting there on the couch and I was like, you know what? Let's stop in Huntersville and stay a few days, like the Lake Norman area of North Carolina. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, I've just been thinking, like, I've always really loved the Lake Norman area. I just think that maybe, like, we should go stay. And he was like, okay. And then I was like, and maybe move there sometime. And my husband was like, what? And I was like, let's just go check it out and see what you think. Let's get some fillers. And he was like, okay, why do you want to move? And I told him, I was like, after my grandfather passed away this year, I just realized that like Riley only sees her grandparents three times a year. And Austin and I both had such amazing relationships with her grandparents. And we feel like we're kind of like taking that away from her, a relationship with her grandparents. And then also it's just Florida is so expensive to live. And it's just you know, there's just, it's so expensive to live. There's the school systems aren't great. So we're looking at like, as Riley gets older, like, where do we want to live and buy a house and all these things. And so even though Austin and I, if it was just the two of us would stay in Florida forever, we just have to think like big picture now and having Riley changes a lot of things. So I was like, let's just go check it out. Maybe we could move there next year when we're ready to buy a house or whatever. And so we made our way to Virginia and we stayed in Huntersville and absolutely fell in love with it. It's right outside of Charlotte. It's 19 minutes from like all the fun stuff in Charlotte. And we just fell in love with it. So we were like, okay, we'll move next year once our lease is up in March. And we went to Virginia, had a blast, got to visit family, things like that. And then we came home and just chatted about like, What does that look like when we move? And if we want to rent first, buy first, and you'll hear more about this in October's income report, you'll have to come back if you want to know. So those were the big things that happened in September. But now the big, big thing is let's chat about numbers. So we are ending quarter three, but in September, cash flow in the bank, we did $61,207. Super happy with that number. Our revenue generated was just under $80,000. And so 70,000 of that came from the ServeScale Store launch. I think like 73 of it came from the ServeScale Store launch. So the majority of it did come from launching the program. And that brought us up to year to date, seven, this is a really big number. I have a hard time doing these, $729,447. Okay. So (laughs) right over $700,000, $729,447. So that means for the left vermilion for quarter three, we will do $270,000 to finish up million. And I'm so excited. I saw that number and I was like, it's so doable. I'm so excited to knock this out of the park. And so that is where we're at at million. Y'all, last year we did... $3,000 
375000 and we're already at 729000 plus. And I'm like, dang, this has been such a fun year. So much has happened. And I thank y'all for going on this journey with me as I've been letting you know all behind the scenes. So my expenses were, this month, let's talk about expenses because they were $47,000 and I paid $8,500 in taxes. So um, the expenses this month, I want to break down and really highlight why they were so expensive. My affiliate, where I pay out affiliates for promoting my programs, was $2,411. My marketing, which was pretty much all Facebook ads, was $8,100. So we spent $8,100 on Facebook ads and it generated $73,000. So super amazing return. Happy with that. Software was only $711. Programs that I invested in came up to $6,141. That's more expensive. I invested in Jeff Walker's product launch formula because y'all know I love launching. And so anytime I can learn more, about launching and he's like the grandfather of live launching. So that is, I invested in that. I'm part of Mariah Calls' program that's helping me build out this amazing new program that we have coming out in December. So stay tuned for that. But I also invested in DCA for Amy Porterfield. And I want to be very clear. I'm creating a program that is nothing like DCA, but There also will be some overlap in the teaching. And so for that reason, I have not opened up DCA at all. Here's why I invested. Because Amy Porterfield has a back-end membership that you can only get into if you went through DCA. And it's kind of like the closest you can get to her since she doesn't have a mastermind or anything. And so I want to be able to join that when it opens up again. So I invested in DCA so I could get in there. And because I'm crossing my fingers that one day she opens up a mastermind and I just want to be able to get into it. So I invested in DCA, but I didn't, I have not opened up the program. I don't plan to. And here's what I know is some of you are like, oh my gosh, you invested in a really expensive program. But it's not about that. It's about building relationships. And one of the best ways to build a relationship is to enroll in people's programs. And so I know once I get into the membership, I'll be able to get results and share them and hopefully at some point build a relationship with Amy Porterfield. We've met a few times and things like that, but I am not going to go through DCA because I think it's an like integrity thing. I would never ever take someone's material and make it my own. But also I think sometimes when we invest in programs that are too close to what we're doing, an idea they may give, we may like take and not realize that we did it and put it in our own. So once my program is completely built out and done and launched, then I probably will go through DCA and just check it out. But That way there's no like intermixing or anything like that. And I shared with y'all in the August income report that my goal is to really start investing in more women-owned businesses. And so I'm definitely, I've never purchased anything from Amy Porterfield, but I listen to her podcast all the time. And so I definitely wanted to invest in her program to support another woman-owned business. And I posted something on my Instagram the other day that said, if everyone in the U.S., spent $20 a month in a woman-owned business, it would put like $65 billion into the woman-owned business like 
economy. And I think that there's so much power in that. So I invested in Amy Porterfield's program. So that's why mine was a little expensive because I paid in full for Amy's and Jeff's and I pay for Mariah's each month. So that's where the 6,000 came from. My merchant fees were just under 2,000. And then I got to pay the government a whopping $8,500 for this quarter. And next quarter, I will be paying way, way more. But the exciting thing is that just means we're very profitable. So that's always fun. And then my payroll went up to 7,000 instead of six, just because we want to make sure everything looks good with the IRS. And each month I take an owner draw as well. But that 7,000 is just to keep the IRS happy so they don't come after me. So that gets my expenses up to $47,000 for the month of September. So, oh, I forgot to tell you, the biggest one that really brought that up is $22,000 was for contractors. And I have two feelings about this. One, my feeling is like, holy crap, $22,000 is a lot of money. The second one is, holy cow, I'm so glad that my business can help support other people's business and give them opportunities to have their own business and succeed. So 10,000 of that was my production team, which we won't have going anymore. I hired a copywriter, Brittany McBean. She's freaking incredible. She's helping me with the new program that's coming out in December. And then I had brand photos taken, which were so amazing. And that was done by Christina Jones. She is in Clearwater, Tampa Bay area. And she is just so freaking awesome. I was not looking forward to getting these photos done. I have never, ever done brand photos. And I was kind of like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be awful. Like I'm going to have all these weird poses and my smile is going to look fake. And she made me so comfortable and did such an amazing job. And I can't wait for the new website to launch in January so you can see all of them. And if you've been seeing the conversions for clients, ads, you've probably seen some of them. We had some with Riley taken with with me, which was so fun. And I'm just so thankful for her. So we'll link up Christina for all of our Tampa Bay area women. We'll link that up in the show notes for you as well to her website. And we'll link up Brittany McBean, our copywriter. We'll link her up in our um, show notes as well. And then of course we had my amazing team. We always have them. And so 22,000 went to contractors and I'm just so grateful that my little old business is able to support other business owners. I'm so grateful for that, especially this year when so many people are losing their jobs and things like that. I'm so glad that we've been able to bring more people on. And all of these, except for my production team, are all women-owned businesses, which I'm so grateful for as well. So $47,000 in expenses. We're only $270,000 away from hitting million I'm so freaking excited for what's left in quarter four. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next Tuesday in the next one. Until then, go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time. 